May 2013 11-12. Hi Hugh, sorry about the swearing. Can you pop down to adjustment ops and try and be social in a way that implies get the fuck on with it? Best. Read. Do with this. I stand up. My back creaks and my legs are stiff. I've been here for 12 hours now and I feel pretty good considering. As soon as I move away from my desk my brain reasserts itself into a slightly more sequential mode of functioning. Statistical analysis requires a broader spectrum in your cognitive approach. When I become congruent, I struggle if I'm being honest, which should not be encouraged. I could describe the office, but I don't really see the point. Approximately 75 to 100 people work on this floor at any one time, although as I understand it, there is space for up to 150. The cubicle is about 3 metres by 5. The lights are halogen strip. There are full-length windows to the far right, although the blinds are usually drawn. The atmosphere is not oppressive. The people are normal and healthy, as far as I understand it. Some of the people on this floor even play squash together. But that doesn't mean I have to go, does it? I've never created a model for the wants of social niceties, although what one would achieve with such data is debatable. Adjustment Ops is in the basement. Ops stands for operations, for those who don't know. I'm being sarcastic. I know that you know. Think of them like the media department. It's uncomfortable to consider them in any other way. I'm in the lift. I'm thinking about the trailer for the film that I watched at my desk maybe two or three days before. It detailed the unstable life of a young white woman living in America, although parts of the scenery appeared to be Paris. They didn't appear to be. They were Paris. I could see that they were Paris. It seemed that she was having trouble making her life fit together, and whilst extremely attractive, was unable to make her relationships with men work. I felt that the overall tone of the film was supposed to be uplifting and that ultimately women like this were to be celebrated as a mark of a true individuality in white western capitalist culture. To me, the overtones of the film seemed to be a discourse about depression. I suspected that the film would never engage directly with this in terms of explicit referencing of the mental health condition. To engage with the idea directly would be deemed too controversial by the film's financial backers. Perhaps they would cite Madonna's Who's That Girl as an example of the sort of thing they were looking for in discussions with the director. I had no intention of seeing this film. I have spent too much time analysing media from the Middle East and find films about depressed white people to be mildly ridiculous. They are always framed in these flurries of activity and awkward yet entertaining social situations. It resembles no experience of depression that I have come into contact with, although I am forcing the reading of depression onto it. The idea that individuality should be encouraged and celebrated is laughable to me. Perhaps I've been working here too long. Perhaps not. Ping! That's the sound of the lift, if you're not clear on that. It may well be unclear if that sound came from the reality of the situation or the interior monologue of my thoughts on current independent cinema whilst in the lift. I need to go to Media Ops regardless. Media Ops is in the basement. They have glass panels separating their booths, and some of the operators have even moved partitions out of the way to share working space. This kind of thing would never be tolerated in use action. But then I suppose the creative members of the team must be allowed their little idiosyncrasies. The floor is dark and wide, 
and the desks near the lift are only competent interpreters and checkers mostly. I stop at one desk, who I do not recognise. He is wearing a public enemy t-shirt. I need to see Potankin, I say. The op looks up at me like I've said something ridiculous, but doesn't quite stretch to rolling his eyes. U-section still carries a little bit of weight down here, but not much. Your U-section, Hugh. Just go straight in, he says. He knows me. I feel vaguely confused by this. I walk away. Potemkin's office is at the other end of the open plan. He leaves his door open anyway, so I just walk in. He's standing in front of a supersized flat panel monitor, which takes up most of the wall facing his desk. He has a poster of the Ridley Scott 1984 ad on the opposite wall. Is that supposed to be funny, I say. He turns and sees me. Oh, for fuck's sake, is his less than salubrious response.